Hello and welcome to Faking It, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. And this is not a drill. This is not a drill. This is a book emergency. Broadcast of the book emergency test. Oh, uh, hello, uh, my name's Haranex, uh, and I've created a new book by splicing together Chairman Mao's Little Red Book and Colonel Gaddafi's Green Book. I call it the Yellow Pages. I didn't realise that Gaddafi had a Green Book. He did. Yeah. He didn't invent it for purposes uh, of this joke. No, he definitely had a Green Book. book. What's huh? in the Green Book? Four twenty. <laughs> okay. Just what? Just the number four twenty over and over again yeah. on every different page. Yeah, I mean, it was a good book about. It was a good joke about additive color mixing. There'll be one person who appreciates that. Yeah, I'm still, again really hard to know what point of that joke or what target is, but good, good. Hello, I am Volna Claims, and I am from Alabama, Texas. Hello. <laughs> I'm Ursula Urine, that's urine as in urine trouble, not as in piss. Oh, goodness gracious. Why, why, why were you in trouble? I'm a policewoman by day, and oh. everyone's in trouble when Whoa. it comes to the law. Wait, hold on a second, then. Are you, da- are you here investigating something? Look, it's just my name. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right, fine, fine, sorry. I'm, look, I don't want to come across as paranoid, but we've done things on this podcast. Oh, I'm not what saying- have we done? I'm, I'm not saying, I can't confirm or deny that um, an old man may have exploded on this podcast at some point in the past. And if it did happen, we had nothing to do with it. I was under the impression he exploded. Due to old age. Yeah. Yes, that's what happens. Sometimes the body just, you know, reaches its limit and old people sometimes have to explode. It's just, it's natural. It's nature. And I... I, I think that will stand up in any court. Circle of life. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm glad, I'm glad to have you on board. Thank you for joining us today, everybody. Um, we will be talking about one of the, uh, long forgotten Booker Prize winners. I mean, did any of you remember this book at all when I mentioned the words Vernon God Little? What did, what sprang to mind? I think it is a great book. So you remember this from the times it won the Booker Prize? I, I remember it before that. Oh, wait, wait, do you know the actual making of the book in progress? Um, hmm. <laughs> yes, okay. I, was that a yes or a no? I don't know. Wait. It was a yes. Okay, all right, all right, okay, yeah. Um, ha- okay, we'll get into that uh, as we go into the show. I don't want you to spill the secrets of uh, Vernon God a little immediately in your first show. Uh, but, uh, Aaron, like, you look like you were quite uh, No, by I, the... I, I, I boycott the, the Booker Prize. Why? It's, it's all man book a prize. Because uh, that is a joke you've never made before. <laughs> no, 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 I think I, there I made it in terms of kind of patriarchy, but now I'm saying like the capitalism, you know, sticking it to the man. 
Wait, the prize is not mm, what people do. Well, wait, hold on a second. You're sticking it to the man of the man Booker Prize. Yes. Is that just the man you're <laughs> okay. sticking it to? Yeah. Who's okay? Who is the man of the Booker Prize? You know, I don't know. I say the man is deliberately nebulous. Is it is it actually a person, a real life person, or a symbol? Uh, uh, it's a person, isn't it? I don't know. It's like a, it's like. I don't know. You brought it up. <laughs> like... You brought it up. I don't know why you're like. It's like you God, know. isn't it? It's a kind of. I think the man is doing a great job. Yeah. Oh, right. okay, okay. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think he is. Quite frankly, I mean, if he's doing such a good job, why is everybody trying to stick it to him? Mm. When you're in power, people try to stick it to you. That's is true. That, is that a problem that you find, like, um, in your daily life, Verna? This is I've observed it. So everybody's trying to stick it to you. Are you trying to say that? I'm not the man. I'm Verna Climbs. Okay. All right. <laughs> but okay. All right. But you seem to be very sympathetic towards the man. Well, you know, you meet man. You like him. He's a good man. Mm. I'm from Alabama, Texas. <laughs> the, the man is like the first man, right? And it's like, the like the old man, man film. Early man. What? Okay, right. We're going to have to like, put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. We'll come back to that later. Ursula, what did you yeah. think of like when I said the words Van Gogh a little? What did that evoke immediately? Well, first of all, I completely didn't understand what you were saying because those just sound like three strange words and to be honest with you i don't really read books whoa mm. you were in the wrong place then hey yes you did that yeah you you were in the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it's gonna be a long day if we keep going at this so you gotta excuse I harry mean... he can't help himself he can't help himself he is like a robot <laughs> yes a little robot wait go you've got the russian version of that who was the first man in space you're I'm in a, I'm Gagarin. Not, I'm not Russian. <laughs> okay, I've already expressed my from Alabama or <laughs> oh, Texas. Okay. Why have you got a kind of Russian affectation to your voice? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Come it's on, Jim. You, are, you, are you not picking up on this? It's uh, just the way he talks. Why do you want to bring up the way people talk on this show? Oh, Aaron, really? Uh, you've, got to, you've got to sort it out. Um, sorry, Ursula. So yeah. rudely interrupted by a... Uh, a mid-tier joke there. Um, <laughs> if I'm if I'm being honest, it was all right. It was all right. But you were saying you were I saying see how it is. Anyway, I usually I like to read like one page of a book. Mm -hmm. I just rip it out, read it, throw it on the ground. But I did actually read this whole book. You found it very compelling. Ah, uh, yes. What would you say was the most compelling part of this book? The part when they went and got food. I like that bit. I like to get food myself. Are you talking about the scene where they go to the barbecue? The barbecue, yes. Yes, okay. That's a very clever name there. Very clever satirical name, um, which is satirizing. What's it satirizing? Um, America. Like everything you need to know. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you're an American. Sure, you got the joke. You got the I joke. I did get the joke. Barbecue. Chew. Yeah, sounds a lot like Chewbacca. <laughs> the American... Classic dog. American, yeah, the American <laughs> dog. The American dog person in the American movie, uh, like uh, American Pie. You can't get that. Remember Chewbacca in the American Pie? I dog do. person. I do remember that. You fucked a pie. <laughs> classic American goof him up. I love that. I love that classic Deadpool 2 humor. It's so good. It's so mm. good. Um, but no, like, so, you come from like we've got two Americans here, yeah. two Americans here. I like to get your insiders, inside America's perspective on a book which is kind of about, well, it's it's not the America, but it's kind of a 
Funhouse Mirror version of America, isn't it? <laughs> and interestingly written by um, DBC Pierre, who is, oh, not his real name, um, obviously. Um, DBC apparently stands for Dirty But Clean. Um, and that was, I don't know why he expected us to pick up on that. He never explained <laughs> that. He just said, I'm just DBC Pierre, and that's my name. What does DBC stand for? Dirty But Clean! And but how can you be both dirty and clean? Yes, yeah, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It doesn't make any Very sense. Stupid. It's a bit like, um, yeah, well, the title Vernon Goddard doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. until you actually read the book and it explains in great detail why that title makes sense. In many ways, I feel like everything about um, DBC Pierre is about, is him basically trying to justify why bits of his persona actually make sense when you actually get mm-hmm. down there and analyze it. Um, his real name's Peter Finlay, which doesn't re- really require that much ex- Explanation, you know, that's yeah. what his parents yeah. called him, and that's his surname. Bit boring, really. You've got two first names, though. Peter Finlay. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good point. What do you think that means? It means he's a double man. <laughs> he's doubly the man. I knew someone <laughs> called Finlay in America. Okay, alright. So, that is a first name, and mm. I believe you when you say it's a first name. Finlay Trump. Okay, <laughs> is he one of. Is he? Is he no relation. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that sounds. It's a very know. popular name, yeah, to be fair. Finley or Finley. Trump? Both. Okay, yeah. Like, would you name? Like, is it going to be a, a popular first name? Is it Trump? Trump. Of, yeah, is it a popular first name? I definitely name a rat Trump. Oh, okay. I see but where a you. Pet rat. I see where you go there. I just like rats. I'd I'd name my pet piece of shit Trump. So you have a pet piece of shit? That's yeah, really that's, weird. that's quite weird. I, that's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> not really. It's totally unhygienic. Not, not really when you realise I only owned a pet piece of shit to make that satirical point to name it Trump. Hmm. You see? It makes I'm sense when you think about it. This. this is my commitment to a joke, to a satire. I suppose you, you fed your pet piece of shit at some point. Well, no. By, it wasn't, it wasn't, by eating and... Pretty. Sort of... When yeah. You <laughs> gave wait. birth to your yeah. pet piece of shit. It's more so of a son. Yeah. Your son, Trump. <laughs> wow, Chin. Never really, really thought about it that way. In some ways now, I feel a bit bad bringing him into this world just for a cheap joke <laughs> at the expense of Donald Trump. I've just brought a life into this world. And you could not have stopped it. I've got to take it seriously, don't I? I've got, I've, I've neglected my f- responsibilities as a father. This has given me a lot to think about. In a way, I've gotten everything I've ever wanted. A son. <sighs> I mean, uh, it, looks, it looks like he was old, doesn't it? So it take, kind of takes off the... Well, yeah, I see what you're doing there. And I know that you're intending it as an insult, but he is a beautiful baby boy. So, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, As a funky guy, hashtag funky guy for life. uh, I don't appreciate you appropriating (laughs) that. I'm I'm just merely quoting it. It's a serious thing. You don't don't make fun of the funky guy life. This is cultural appropriation. It really is. It really is. Are you a funky guy? Huh? Are you a funky guy? No. Then you don't get to say that. Yeah, you don't get to say that. Funky guys are in positions of power. It doesn't count as cultural appropriation. That's, that's, how, they, that's well, how identity politics works, isn't it? That's how it's achieved. I don't think it's ever been firmly established if the funky guys are in any position of power at all. All we do is smell a bit and, like, want to make a movie with Clint Eastwood. That's all we've established that the funky guys do. I thought you made shit as well. Do we, that was established. Do we eat shit as well? That was a movie with the... <laughs> oh my god, I might actually have to stop doing that now that I actually am a father to a piece of shit, apparently. Um, I'll have to stop doing that, maybe have to curtail some of those elements of funky guy life. But, like, look, we're getting off topic here. But Sorry, maybe yeah. if you're a funky guy, he could be a funky boy. Ooh. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. The, the Funky Boys, though, like, they're another rival group. I don't really want them to become a Funky Boy. Like, what's, 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 the, what's, what's the difference between well, the fu- a funky guy and a funky boy? Funky guys live on the East Coast, funky boys live on the West Coast, and there's a lot of beef between them. I, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but Tupac was a funky boy, Biggie was a funky guy. Um, and they never the twain shall meet. They're probably, look, if you get a funky boy and a funky guy in the same room, shit's gonna kick off. I think you've missed Literally, if that is a piece of shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> the floods and the crypts. What? What are you talking about? They were not the funky guys, they were different gangs. You're saying wait, wait. You're saying that like Biggie and Tupac were not funky guys and funky boys, respectively. Then they never talk about it in their songs. Yeah, you well, think they do a little shout out, but they don't. I'm very what, familiar. Yes, they do. What do you think the funk in G Funk was? G Funky guys. It was f- mm. the G stands for guys. I think this is a reach. You don't tell me about my culture. I'm sorry. Like, what makes you an expert in funky guy life, like Werner? I, I honestly, when you come on this show, you question the ideals and ethos of the funky guy life to my face to an actual funky guy. It's a bit of an insult, really. I think like you, you're out of your element, Werner. You wouldn't like it if I came over over to you, where you come from, America, and start lecturing Alabama, you Texas. exactly, and start lecturing <laughs> you about stuff, like and telling you, like, oh. You, you're not like from America because you've got a weird accent. No, I'd America- shoot you in the face. Well, let's not go that far. I mean, that doesn't seem necessary to me if you shoot, shot me in the face just for pointing out, like criticizing a country. Well, I would. What else would I going to use these guns for? <laughs> That's a good point. I was going to say, like, you've brought an awful lot of guns into the studio today, a necessary amount, like all legal. Not that is it in this country? You're not in America now. Am I not? No, no. I, did you not realise you're in you're in England? I was putting a hood on me and moved to this location. Okay, what travel agency was that? <laughs> With what? all your guns? Yeah, I, I, I know Ryanair's gotten quite bad. I didn't realise they just started putting hoods on the passengers and not telling well, them where they're going. I can buy my agency. Send me. Uh, which agency was that? The NRA. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, the NRA are flying people out now to just different countries and not telling people where they're going and putting hoods in their head? There's limited resources. That doesn't explain why that's happening with the hoods. Well, it's not me to the man. Okay, the man. What what airline did you use? Was it KKKLM? That was good. (laughs) Did you mention the hood? (laughs) Are you from Alabama, Texas? Oh, the black hoods. Okay, Well, that's so much for that. Yeah, yeah, your joke is no longer factually accurate and therefore not funny. (laughs) Some would have argued it wasn't that funny to begin with when it was so-called accurate. But there you go. Um, Them's the brakes, Harren. Look, you're in England now. You're not allowed to carry all these guns. And Ursula, I don't know. Maybe you should say something and tell tell Vernon. I mean, what am I going to do? Tell him how to live his life? I'm not his mother. Exactly. She's not. But, well, okay. That'd be very strange. If that that was, wouldn't it? It would be very strange. You don't look anything alike, and you've got two different surnames. Yeah. Uh, like, like Kimes, like Urine. And I've got a rancid womb, so it's impossible. Whoa, okay. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's fine. Is that, is that the medical term? Yeah. <laughs> is that like the doctor like, said? My eggs are fine, it's just the womb is rancid. Wow, okay. Did the doctor actually just look down there yeah, and say, like, bro, rancid. Did he make the sort of like screw up his face and make that would be very unprofessional? (laughs) Who do you think these doctors are? Wow, what kind of doctor have you been seeing? Like again, like um, my doctor when he delivered my sweet baby boy Trump into the world, also said like um yeah, woo, that's a stinker. Uh, But let me get this straight. Yes, was it a water birth? 
It was not. It was a water birth. If, wait, there's water in the toilet, isn't there? Yeah. Originally, you thought your son was just a shit. <laughs> Why was a doctor delivering it? Why do you have a doctor delivering your shit? That's my question. What what kind of that health was my service? Question. Yeah, look, look. What kind of health service do you have over here? Look, I I I look. I I take my shits quite seriously. As as seriously as I take my satirical points, like um, I my laser focused satire required a doctor be on hand to to verify the birth and therefore put it on the birth registry as Trump. But you didn't think it was a... It was a pet, <coughs> yeah. Uh, it was a pet that, that I gave, gave birth, birth to, to. That I gave birth to. I have a very... Yeah, I, what, what are children other than just pets that are very expensive? I suppose expensive? in the north of England they call their children pets. Pet, yeah. That's pets. very true. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, you know a lot about the uh, colloquialisms of our country. It was though. in my VVing notes. <laughs> okay, alright. What, you why have you come to this country? Yeah. Why have you come here? I don't know why you've come, not only to this country, but why have you come to this show as well to discuss this book? I don't know why you're here. It's important to translate my message. What is your message? That guns are good. Okay. I mean, this is not exactly the book to do this. This book opens with a mass shooting in a school where uh, the young character... Great times. She, ooh, I don't know. Jesus Navarro shoots his classmates, turns a gun on himself. This is not a gun-positive message. But if there'd been more guns. If everyone had, if had, everybody a, gun, had a gun, perhaps I, it would have ended differently. I don't know about this. I, I, this is a topical book and this mm. is a very topical suggestion. I take it that you two are on board with the idea of arming the teachers and, and possibly even the students as well. Hans, uh, I mean, wait, wait, wait. What kind of guns are we talking about here? I don't know. Water guns, right? No, no mm. actual, like, I don't know, AR-15 rifles? I don't know, oh. like, uh... A, a, a magnum? I don't know. Mm. Like, like the ice cream? Maybe. I mean, that the world would be better if like uh, if we had ice cream instead of guns. Right? I think they should all be armed, including the gerbils. What are you gonna? How are you gonna arm a gerbil? Or a little tiny gun. And how is it gonna yeah. operate? They don't have opposable thumbs or but anything. They've got little tiny fingers. <laughs> they do. They do. Ah, oh, they have like little pistols. It would be a back-mounted gun. I see. Strapped to its back, and then when it moved, it'd always be firing. So wait, like, it would always, it's be, always firing. be firing. Like yeah. just as it walks forward. <laughs> so if it was on the, if it was on the wheel. It would just be going bang, 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 bang yes. on the wheel. Okay. This sounds very dangerous. Mm. I'm it sounds right like now. a utopia. Do you really, do you really think the world would be a better place if everybody was shooting guns all the time? I think it would be a different place. It would be fun. <laughs> That's not really an answer, is it? I think it would be a different place. Well, yeah, clearly it's a different place. This I'm is very here. important that we all have guns. Why? Why do you think we should have guns? It's by God given right. Is it? I mean, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> which part? Which passage? Which and on the eighth Bible? day, God created guns. So it was in the Book of Genesis, right from the beginning. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, um, he actually created guns before man. So <laughs> what are we trying to do here? Going well, against God's plan. So like, so, so, <laughs> he, he, he created guns, and then said, "I need someone to shoot these guns." <laughs> so he created man. Exactly. <laughs> This world was made for guns, not for people. I don't know about this. This is a radical interpretation of the Bible. Like, did he create interpretation? It's just what's written. It's what's written. I don't know. I, I, I tend to be. I, I think like to think there's an element of interpretation in the Bible. Um, I don't take it as like literally as that. You don't take it as gospel. 
no, no, I, I, I do not. I see what you did there. Um, I don't I do see not. how you can interpret it any other way. Yeah, Let me read it. Okay. And God created guns and said these should be given to all students and pupils. And gerbils. And gerbils and teachers. God bless you all. Which edition is that? It's the first edition. I'm <laughs> quoting from the Hebrew. So why why do why don't Christians believe in the Big Bang? Surely that would be a, a, a That's a very popular TV show. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so like he, on the third day, yeah. God created the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. The show. <laughs> And then he, he like, it yeah, before he created yeah. humans and or then, guns. Yeah, yeah. That, and that before guns and humans. And then after he created the humans, the first human was called Sheldon. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> Bazinga. Well, if you create people as grating as the characters of Big Bang Theory, then you probably do have to invent He created, yeah. So, yeah, well, he created the guns first, and then he created Sheldon, so he could really? shoot him, oh, I think. Okay. Apparently, that's <laughs> the reading of the Bible, if I understand it. What's important, though, is that it's not guns that shoot people. It's the trigger mechanisms. <laughs> contained within guns. Is that not part of a gun? <laughs> Is your hand part of a human? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. I don't know why you're getting... You're getting very desperately nitpicking, like, and separation of the different components of a gun. Mm. Right? You, I could just as easily argue guns don't kill people. Bullets kill people. Well, that's a very good well, that's point. that's a very good point. I okay. the issue. <laughs> okay, all right. So maybe if we... So we so, just want to ban bullets. Yeah, maybe we should ban bullets. Well, then how would we kill people? <laughs> I uh, no, you could still hit them over the head with yeah. a gun, I guess. Bayonet. Mm. That's a knife, technically. Is it, is it is a bayonet? It a knife, but it's yeah. connected just to the gun. Isn't it part yeah. of the gun? That's, that's the opposite of my point. <laughs> oh, okay. I, okay, all right. We, we've got we, off topic, yeah, in a way. I, I, let's, I mean, this book is... There's a lot to get through in this book. Um, and I want to talk about, like, first of all... Let's talk about the narrative voice of Vernon God Little. Now, this is written in a sort of... Uh, uh, colloquial narrative voice, a lot of slang, and is written in, an, in what I would say is meant to be a young Texan accent. Um, as Americans, and as somebody who's from um, Alabama, which is not in Texas, but I thought we'd bring it up anyway, what do you think? How does this ring true to you? When you Do you hear the voice of uh, Vernon narrating this, and do you picture him as a sort of brash young Texan in the prime of his life, full of vim and vigour? Loving guns. I think I do. What is, what, what? It reminds me of the motherland. The motherland? Yes, the motherland of Alabama and Texas. Is that what you refer to um, America as the motherland? It's where my mother is from. Okay. All right. No, can't, can't argue with that. I, that's how it works, isn't it? If your mother's from there, it's the motherland. Um, okay. So what 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 did you like about the narrative voice of Vernon then? Did you... Uh... He says things how he thinks... How we all speak. He's a straight talker. He's a straight talker. He's a straight shooter. A, well, he didn't shoot anyone. That's my main beef with him. <laughs> what? Okay, so you're saying that he should have shot more people. He should have. If he'd shot everyone, he wouldn't be in this mess, let me tell you. That's oh, true. That's, point, that's yeah. very true. And he is in a mess, isn't he? He's in a proper pickle, Al Vernon. Like, he, mm. he, he didn't shoot anybody. His friend, Jesus Navarro. And let's talk about that name, Jesus Navarro. Wouldn't it be Jesus? I call him Jesus. I, I, I mean, it doesn't work if you call him Jesus because, like, it means that all the messianic elements of, like, uh, Jesus Navarro, like, don't ring true. Because in many ways, I think Jesus Navarro is a proper Jesus figure. I mean, didn't Christ go into that temple, go shoot everybody down. up, and then killed himself? 
for uh, ourselves. I mean, after the Big Bang Theory, everyone was yeah. a bit annoyed with Sheldon, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't blame him. I, and I remember, like, very, like, in the book of Matthew, and lo, Jesus went into the temple where everybody was selling stuff, and then he said, Bazinga, and shot everybody, and then turned the gun on himself. Mm. But he couldn't shoot himself because he was Jesus. No, he just, he ran out of bullets at that point, and he was just going, click, 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 and he went, oh, this is embarrassing. Bazinga, and ascended to heaven on a car. <laughs> My favourite scene in the Bible is when uh, he turns two handguns into mm. an entire arsenal. Oh yes, yeah, I, I love it when he's when Jesus is riding in the motorbike and he's got that like mm. like pull action shotgun and he does that reload. He just like click, click with one hand and reloads the gun. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm just doing this click, click and it's so badass. That's in Terminator too. No, no, no. <laughs> the Terminator didn't ride the motorbike to heaven like Jesus did. If anything, tell me too. It's like you're Jesus. making fun of Jesus, and it's quite hurtful. Yeah. I'm not making fun you're of Jesus. You're misinterpreting the Bible wildly. Wait, hold on a really second. You're saying I'm misinterpreting the Bible. That is, this is all in the Funky Guy Bible, like the Funky Guy Bible. Funky Bible. Bible. Yeah. The Funky Bible. They've already established don't exist. Yes. They do. They do. Otherwise, I've been living a lie. Wow. What? <laughs> My son's going to be so sad. Oh well. Look. Look, this is not the time for an existential crisis, okay? And I don't like the way that you're trying to gaslight me into thinking that funky guy life is not a real thing. Because I know it's a real thing. I know it in my heart of hearts. Um, so don't do that again. Please. I only have one rule in this podcast. Don't gaslight me. And don't try and... <laughs> this is the only rule I have on this on this podcast. Don't gaslight the host, please. Um, I was not informed. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know. I don't, I don't do a very good job informing people what this podcast is about <laughs> before they come on they just turn up anyway and talk but um okay so we like the narrative voice of Vernon do we like Vernon as a character is Vernon the good good old boy what do uh, say he's a bit of a shit okay like, like Jim's son well okay I think I think I think I think you are being metaphorical and oh, I think okay, Karen's so. being literal oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 Unless Vernon got, unless I missed something and Vernon got little is actually a sentient walking pile of shit that has somehow got into the school, American school system and befriended all these kids and is now on death row awaiting judgment. Um, that would be a radical reinterpretation of the story. I didn't see anything that like led me to believe that though. Why do you think he's a little bit, a little shit? Ah, he just, you know, fucks about quite a bit, doesn't he? He does. He doesn't, and like you said before, he doesn't shoot enough people. No. That's not that shows weakness of character. Exactly zero people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you think that like um it like so in your idea the perfect um uh the perfect teenager would be a uh, a young man armed to the teeth, willing to use those weapons on anybody who gets in his way. He's got teeth guns. Teeth, teeth guns. Sort of like the gerbil gun. Right. But for when you smile, <laughs> it's like braces. Oh, okay. When when you just shoot your lips off though. Like it's only uh, when you smile. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Or grimace. Or grimace. Yeah. Or just show your teeth, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah. But wait, is it just the top row? Because some people just smile and just reveal the top row of teeth. Yeah, exactly. You can't rows. see that. For everybody listening at home, like, um, <laughs> Werner is basically, like, grimacing ho- horrifically in a really uncomforting manner. And I, that's not really smiling what you're doing at that point. But, but if I had teeth guns, I'd shoot you. <laughs> That's very true. I'd be dead now. I would be dead if you, you do that, and I would be dead in the floor with mm. like twelve bullets in my what head. What a beautiful idea! I, I don't know if that we should legislate. Yeah, uh, then you, then teachers say stop shooting your mouth off. That would be a new work. 
Metaphorically and literally bad joke. Yeah, that is that again. Love the factual accuracy <laughs> of your jokes. <laughs> love the factual accuracy. That's my favourite part of your jokes. Yeah, that's my favourite part of your jokes. Um, okay, uh, so what what I'm getting, I'm getting this feeling right now from the people, from the Americans at the table, that we uh, this book almost isn't American enough because there's not enough shooting. Mm. And what else? What else would you say? Is there? Are there? They they go to the barbecue. They have reality TV in one development towards the end. Um, Lally, the uh, antagonist of the uh, of the book, sets up a uh, TV show wherein the viewers get to vote on who goes gets executed in death row. And that's like a obviously absurd, like darkly humorous idea. But, but I mean, also it's a brilliant one. I mean, you support this as a member of the uh, 100%. Law and Order. Okay, all right. Um, how would how would you go about doing? it? Because obviously, it doesn't work out too well for Lally in the in the in the book. But like, um, because for whatever reason, um, Vernon doesn't die, and he goes off on some ghost quest and sees everything. And they say like, "Oh no, you're not dead actually." And also, we decide to release you so you're free and innocent because like your teachers were um, pedophiles. And therefore, you're innocent. That's how it works. That's apparently how the justice system in America works. Like, as long as like a uh, you, if you were framed by paedophiles, then you can't die in the in the gas chamber physically because they actually put him in the gas chamber and he didn't die. It's interesting. It's <laughs> what way is that interesting? <laughs> Why is that interesting to you? Well, it's the techniques I'm trying to develop. Uh, really? If okay. we need to be immune from gas and have to be all attacked by paedophiles, it's very complicated. <laughs> Attacked. I didn't say attacked by paedophiles. Framed by paedophiles. It's much more specific. That'd be even more difficult. Than yes, that would be very, very difficult. I'd have to have a whole group of paedophiles. Yeah. You wouldn't want to make... Framing children. You wouldn't want to make that mistake as well, like goading a paedophile to attack you and then going to the gas chamber. Sure. Like, but if you're, you're not going to die. But if you them to frame you, yeah. it's very different from attacking you. How would you... Mm, so paedophiles would have to be in on it. They would have to be like, we want these people to live, so we're going to frame them all. Okay. And what for what crimes, though? They'd have to frame you for murder, because that's only a, the only crime that you could be sent to the gas chamber for. You're not going to be sent to the no, gas no, chamber for shoplifting. Frame, they'd be accused of a different crime to be sent for the gas chamber. Right. The paedophiles would frame them of stealing a Pez dispenser or something. So wait, yeah. wait so you commit... A, Completely different crime. It could be like an initiation when you're young. You know, you turn 10, you get framed by pedophiles, and you're, you're amenable to gas. It's perfect. So what, let me get this straight. So the plan is, commit a murder, and then have a word with a pedophile, and have the pedophile shoplift, but wearing a mask with your face on. And then they'll go like, oh my god, that guy's not only a murderer, but he also shoplifted this Pez as well. <laughs> And it's like, we're, we're going to send you to the gas chamber and also we're going to put on the Pez shoplifting <laughs> thing in there. And you'll be like, but I didn't do it. It's like, oh, that's a likely story. To the gas chamber with you. And you'll be thinking, ha, 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 ha. That's what you think. I'm going to live. How are they going to react when you refuse to die in the gas chamber as well? Are they just going to... They'll be like, must have been framed by pedophiles. Let's put them in prison. <laughs> It's like a witch test, you know? That is exactly, that is, that is, well, it's not exactly, I'd say it's way more levels than the witch test. Like, the witch test is pretty straightforward when you think about it. It's just like just dunking somebody in, in water. Um, you don't have to, the witch did not get somebody to bring them for anything <laughs> so that they would float. Um, that's maybe they should have. Were you alive then? Maybe no. they should. Well, that's true. And maybe they should have. Maybe they should have. Like, Do you think there's any other groups of people you could be framed by? 
I'm no, like immune immune immune. to different things, right? What you think? Because there's like what? There's the legal injection. Yes. There's mm. the chair. Yes. And there's the gas. So we've the got the gas covered. So we've got yeah. gas. We know gas. Yes. Pedophiles. I right, think check the chair. Like you. Electricity, because yeah. that could be real handy. That would be real. I mean, I think the way it works with the chair, right? You'd have to be framed by a wrestler. Mm. Right. Do you think it'd be framed each wow, time? Wow, wrestler, pedophile. That's yeah, yeah. a pretty big stretch. Yeah. If you could get one who does both. If you could, yes, exactly. Yeah, wrestler, pedophile. <laughs> what would be the third one? I, I, I'm, oh, I think wrestler, uh, pedophile, for, uh, uh, and I think for lethal injection, well, it's it, it's got to be an accountant, really, isn't it? Mm. Got to be framed by an right, accountant. Right, so it's a retired wrestler who's also a pedophile who's now become an accountant. Oh my god, triple threat. The classic <laughs> triple threat. <laughs> yeah. If we could find just a handful of those people, we could all mm. be immune. Mm-hmm. In fact, wasn't wasn't triple threat the wrestler who actually, that was his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. He, was a, he was a wrestler who was an accountant and, and a pedophile. Yeah. It's a weird gimmick. <laughs> yeah, he would come into the, he would come in to the ring and to booze from the audience. Booze. And once we confused who they were booing, because on the one hand, they hate accountants and they also hate pedophiles and it was I, you know your hate makes me stronger <laughs> but why is he wearing a mask which of my face what's he about to do what's he what's he about to do um and then he grabs a pesticide he grabs a pest dispenser so boo get that like pedophile accountant that looks like chin tea get him oh no it's all it's all right we've arrested the right man send him to the gas chambers yeah i like this i like this i think it makes a lot of sense um why didn't Triple Threat's movie career take off after that, though? That's what I want to know. It must There's be not many pedophiles in the movie industry. Well, he wasn't an actual pedophile. That was his gimmick. That was his gimmick. But yeah, she wasn't yeah. an actual pedophile. But they have to be a confirmed pedophile. Yeah. Would that be confirmed by who, though? By the by the, the academy. The academy of pedophiles for the pedophile Oscars. Thank you, Michelle. The least popular rewards <laughs> program ever. Yeah, best no. pedophile. <laughs> Everybody just turns up, and they're fa- they're actually like they've actually had surgery to actually have their faces look pixelated in real life. Um, yeah, no, like uh, we're getting off track here. Why do we always end up talking about pedophilia on this on this uh, podcast? I don't like it. I, I I feel I apologize. I apologize for that. Um, isn't it part of this the book? Isn't it? I guess it's unavoidable. I guess we have to talk about it in some ways. So back to the Academy of Pedophiles, I guess. <laughs> Let's dig down deep into this. How do you think that, like, if there was an Academy, do you think it would have fe- featured in this book at all? And, like, who should be part of it? I mean, they're not famous pedophiles, so I don't see why. They're very low-status pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's good to know. Low-status pedophiles. Okay. I don't want to ever meet a high-status pedophile, mm. I don't think. Like, like in the History Boys. Oh, yeah. Mm. The History Boys. I, I'm surprised that you know about that uh, Alan Bennett play. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I Texas for you, that's all we ever be. That's why I always say, Werner, the two things you love, guns and the place of Alan Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic combination, really. Classic combination. Um, okay, um, I would like to bring up another point in uh, Vernon Godlittle, um, and that's uh, the satirization of American culture. Uh, and... I guess capitalism. Like uh, we see a lot of like branded items, a lot of like parodies and stuff. Barbecue uh, sounds like something that it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing, but it sounds real. Um, and I feel like a lot of Van Gogh Little when I'm reading it, it do- isn't real. I know it's not real, and it's kind of making fun of America, but it feels real. As Americans, did you feel that as well? That like 
Did it feel like you were looking at, into a mirror made out of paper? Well, I've never been to a school shooting, so no. Wow, okay. You've never been? No. I should really go. What's, mean, what's, what's your take on... <laughs> okay, Verna, like, what is your take on, on, on the school shootings? Because, honestly, like, oh, this is a very, very controversial time for the, these sorts of opinions I have to say and I don't know how you feel about it mm. like, I, or, or, or any of the, those obviously people. they're bad they're obviously bad Why, I mean obviously yeah because more guns is necessary we've already covered this <laughs> yes of course I mean like it's not really a fair fight if one person has a gun mm. that's no very true does. would you have felt better about it if for example um, the, uh, the shooter had challenged the school to a duel ah uh, much better yeah so he, he, he came, we went in there with a glove and slap the entire school across their collective faces. Then it would be a fair fight. And then, and yes, exactly. And it's just pistols at dawn. That's and then the everybody in the school would be like on their guard. So yes, yes, I accept. And because then what would happen is that the school would send their best jeweler first. They'd shoot him. It'd be fine. Oh no, I I would have thought it would just be the entire school surrounding this one shooter and then walking ten paces and they all just shoot him. Yes. And probably each other because they're doing it in a circle. So it doesn't make sense mm, that way. You're not very good at jeweling. No, I've never jeweled in my life. I've never jeweled in my life. I've never lived. I jeweled all the time. I jeweled to get here. What? How did, who did you jewel to get here? Uh, Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) The Alexander (laughs) Hamilton? No, that's a different one. Okay, okay. okay. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Of course not. He's been long dead. Died by a jewel, in fact. Mm. Did you, did you like Hamilton, the musical? Mm, No. It was alright. It'd been hard to get tickets. It is really hard to get tickets, isn't it? A lot of yours in that. I had to shoot someone to get a ticket. Did Not you? Was it successful? Yes, it was. So you did get a ticket. <laughs> I did, but then I didn't go. Because <laughs> I was bunning. You didn't go. Do you do a lot of work? <laughs> I was bunning from the police. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an issue. When you shoot people in, in, in this country, you probably might get arrested. In but don't worry, I got you covered. I've got, I know a pedophile. <laughs> He's gonna. He's oh, gonna, I, I did that long ago. <laughs> we, got, we just got to take a mold of your face and make a mask out of it, put it on this pedophile, and he's gonna do some shoplifting today, right? We got you covered, buddy. We got you covered. But I'll still be in prison for life. No, that's true. We have definitely. That is a pickle. Some All sort right. of immunity from prison. That's right. That's right. Phase two of my plan means bringing back the death penalty in England, so that we can get you off. Like, oh, but they'll only bring back hanging, won't they? We don't do we don't do things like lethal injection. Even if we well, did, then we'd have it. to figure out who could make you immune to ropes. Oh, who would who would that be? Hmm. Hmm. Ropes, yeah. It's got the word. Sorry, really, because you spell his name R O B E, so it's So that doesn't work. Factually inaccurate, Aaron. He's dead as well. Yes, he is. He is. Aaron, you've been very quiet on the whole um, points of like American culture. I mean, how do you feel about this book and its like approach to America? Um, no, yeah, I think it is a. I mean, American culture is quite philistine. I think this is a kind of satirization of that. I think you think America's philistine. Yeah, you know, like, wow. I mean, wow. You, I would like to point out that you just said that in front of two Americans, one of whom is heavily armed as well. Very heavy guns. <laughs> yes, indeed. Bring it. <laughs> really? Really, Aaron? Bring it here. Daring somebody to shoot you. <laughs> okay, I'm all right. I, I'm, uh, I mean, I, do you want I'm to a responsible gun owner. I, I don't know. I saw you scratching your ear with your pistol like earlier. Responsible. I don't know about that. Can't use guns because President Trump wants to ban guns. No. Yeah. I, I also noted that like when I, I when I told you like your, that your coffee was a bit cold, your reaction was to shoot it. Right? But it worked. 
It's true, but you had to lick the coffee off the table after that. Well, you destroyed. If you don't table. have bulletproof mugs, who can? <laughs> do you have bulletproof <laughs> mugs? I do. How much of your, how much of the stuff that you own is bulletproof? Ninety-four percent. Wow. What is so? What don't you own that is bulletproof? I guess that's the easy question. Bunch of dogs. <laughs> you didn't feel the need to shell out for like bulletproof dogs. Well, the bulletproof vests the dogs wear. Okay, all right. The dogs themselves are not bulletproof. Wow, bulletproof vests for your dogs. Wow, how do they feel about the the, the whole like, mm, good? They're good. They like it. Good to know. Good to know. Glad you got the go- the, the dogs on board. Um, yeah. Do you want to respond to Haran's takedown of your culture? I mean, yeah. Because it was so a take I mean, That was a To be serious, your culture, yeah, you have all this, you have income inequality, you have higher rates of homelessness, you have high school massacres every day. Yeah, every day. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Obesity. But we're free. Every day. Huh? We're free. We're here, you can't even own any guns. You have to have a doctor to take a shit. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> we don't have to do that. That's true. Oh, well, that's the NHS for you. And mm. I, I take my advantage of the NHS any opportunity I can. Even there if I am just <laughs> dropping the deuce, you know? I phoned up 999 as well. It's like, oh, what's your major emergency? I need to take a shit. Can you send a doctor over here? And they did on the taxpayer's money. And I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad. Because that taxpayer must be paying a lot of money. Yeah. I, I was swelling with patriotic pride as the uh, turtle's head popped through. Mm. Oh, that's unpleasant. <laughs> and, and the doctor like, like, like saluted the Union Jack as it came out onto the plate. See, and, and we both said... <laughs> you peed on the plate? <laughs> this guy, why are you peeing on the plate? Taxpayers' money. Taxpayers' money, my friend. That, that, was, that, that was the people's plate. <laughs> so you're pooing on China. But is that not a satirical kind of occur against China? Nah. No. It's nah. not? Okay. Nah. Nah. Um, it, was, it was, again, it was all about the patriotism. We both saluted the Union Jack and said, God save the Queen after. And, um, and I took my son home. You took us uh, for the doctor game here. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't see what's so hard to accept about this story. I don't know why you like questioning me about this story. It's a totally normal story of a man doing a poo in front of the doctor and being very patriotic about it. It was like the last just, night. This is just a stool sample. Hmm. Maybe. But then, why do you take all those photos? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was. I don't know. It seemed very professional, though. He seemed very mm. professional. But anyway, we're we're going off topic yeah, again. I um, I want to. I, I guess how I think we're coming towards the end of this uh, discussion. We've like we've what? touched on a lot. Of, like, uh... <laughs> what the fuck ever happened to this book? I mean, I've read it. But well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean uh, the listeners don't know. What well, 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 why don't you tell us then what you thought, like, what you think happens in this no, book? No, I, I, I feel. I, 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 I asked you. <laughs> what, what? Oh, so uh, you asked me? First, yeah. Okay. We're gonna smell it, Delta. <laughs> That's what the doctor said as well. Um, but no, I, I think this is a book that is clearly a coming-of-age story similar to things, things like Catcher in the Rye and Huck Finn. Um, and it's about a boy who, despite not committing a school shooting, finds himself kind of like framed for like Umbi's murders and the crazy adventures he gets up to before he's sentenced to die in the gas chamber. But he doesn't because, as we know, if you're framed by pedophiles, you don't die in the gas chamber. Mm. See? That wasn't so difficult, was it? That was literally everything we discussed. That's okay, basically the story. What did you think of it, uh, uh, what happened in this story? 
I thought that happened this morning. Yeah, what's that? Why were you so confused? So why were you so confused? <laughs> I just wasn't, because I, I speak too quickly. And I'm Who's Phil Stein now? <laughs> Who's what? <laughs> Who's Phil Stein? Ah, that's a good friend of mine. Who's Phil Stein now? Yeah, Phil Stein. You said the brother, America was what? Phil Stein. He yeah. wrote um, the, uh, the, the shoot, offshoot of the Goosebumps novel, which was like a duck lumps. <laughs> oh, scary books. Duck lumps were some very, oh, very scary The duck lumps were... The plant comes alive. What was that called? It was called The Plant Comes Alive and Eats Your Mum. Oh yeah, no, that was a classic duck. Out. Another classic duck comes was the uh, the zombie that was a guy. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> scary yeah. shit. Scary shit. The scariest thing was that President Trump had banned all the yeah. guns. Yeah, without it, due process. That was another Phil Stein book, was it? The day that the President Trump banned the guns <laughs> without due process. Couldn't shoot your guns in the air anymore. No, no. That book was so scary. There was like 10 pages and it just said, ah, uh... I think it was writing, but he was being paid by the word for these books, Phil Stein. Um, not as successful as his brother, R.L. This, this R ah, is just one word. Yes, exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> of course, he made it so long. He didn't think it through. He didn't think it through. He just said, I just need to finish this book. I've I've run out of material. Ah! Uh, just put, press his finger down the key. and just. There's only two words in that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got paid two But to be fair, he got paid a lot for the title, The Day Donald Trump Banned All Guns Without Due Process. That's quite a few words. The title was longer than the yeah, book. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It was just literally like the title page and then ah, and then the end. And so there's a space yeah, and then yeah. there's another ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then obviously there was pictures. Like, uh, pictures. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with the story. It was a picture of a guy on a skateboard. It had nothing to do with the story at all. Like, confusing book. But I love Duck Clumps. Duck Clumps are my favourite horror series. Maybe we'll do a book of Duck Clumps one of these days. Mm. Don't know. You're probably not going to be on the show. So it's not about to be. We're not. You're, you're, like, you're not. <laughs> we're not going to be on the show when we do duck hunts. Unless I, unless I will it. Unless I will it. Unless like the NRA will send me. <laughs> Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know how the NRA feel about this. Um, look, let's, let's, I want to quorum up some opinions on Vernon God Little. Um, what did we think about this book? Harren, you first. What was your opinion on Vernon God Little? Like, and, and, and do you think it deserved to win the Booker Prize way back in, 2003, I'm going to say? Uh, yeah, 2003. No, I don't think he deserved to win the Booker Prize. Why? Because he's just, he's just uh, sort of usurps all this information off, um, off other things. Yeah. Such as yeah. uh, J.D. Salinger's uh, Catch on the Rye is the same kind of protagonist there, really, isn't it? Well, I guess. And uh, maybe you talk about Kevin again. He's just appropriated that off... Um, yeah, we talk about Kevin. That's oh, that. I mean, talk about Kevin was written after this book, though. Pardon me? He's a time plagiarist. Yeah, he's a time plagiarist, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like it when I, I trip you up on a detail. You always go, huh? Or pardon? Like, <laughs> like you're hard of hearing all of a sudden. Like, uh, like the truth cannot actually be heard by no, your ears. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jesus Navarro sounds a lot like Guns of Navarro. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and he has guns, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I love the fact that you always picked up on the Navarro, not the Jesus part. Like, like... Yeah, there's nobody else that's called Jesus. Yeah, that's Jesus yeah, yeah, he's just appropriate in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a bit about democracy and choosing to kill somebody. Isn't that the tr- same with Babarus? They let Babarus, the burglar, go because they, it was a public vote. I thought Babarus was let go because he was framed by a paedophile. <laughs> and like, they realised no, they could... Why did they let Babarus go? Was he some, some sort of rock star of burglary? <laughs> I don't know. Ah, because he was a paedophile. 
who had been making everybody else a moon. <laughs> well, he, he burgled what? He burgled kids' virginity. No, he burgled, he burgled like bread or whatever. But framing was these people. As I mentioned, they caught him. And they're like, he's made a sort of moon to gas chambers. <laughs> But but except it didn't work because, like, that's it. That's why Jesus rose from the grave like, after being crucified because he'd been framed by a moneylender. Mm. Uh, they, who were the pedophiles of their day? So the Jews were pedophiles. Is that what you're saying? I'm not the Jews whoa, are money whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, you're essentially saying the, the Jews are moneylenders. No, so I think steady you're, on, Richard yeah. B. Spencer. Why would the moneylenders make you immune to crucifixion? Exactly. Be- well, because. You know, it's David and Cross. I think, I think you're saying this, yeah. And why would you want to be immune to gas chambers? Which demographic of people would want to be? What Wow! I'm exposing his anti-Semitism. I'm exposing his anti-Semitism. This is where it comes from. Uh, I'm being very woke, and you're you're the alt-right Nazi guy here. I yes, think. that's how it works. If you just turn it around and just say it like that, then we have to accept it. That's how it works. I'm not the Nazi. You're the Nazi. Fair enough. Fair enough. The Nazi feel Nazis as the people who claim other people are Nazis. Oh, you know, not a doubt then. Because you claimed he was a Nazi. You are Nazi feel Nazi. <laughs> Whoever denied the Holocaust <laughs> supplied the Holocaust. So that's that's what it's Okay, alright. So what do you, do you think it's a good book then? <laughs> is, is this note? We're summarising, we're summarising. It was alright, it was nothing new. That was it, it was nothing new. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's just, he's just, it's a, uh, what's the call, what's the term like kind of, Collage of other people's work. Is, okay. it, is it something new? So it's derivative, like, you're saying? Yeah, it's derivative. Okay. Palmyra, somewhere in Syria. Your beef with this book yeah. is that it was not set in an entirely separate world <laughs> yeah. to everything that's ever existed. Your, your criticisms are now like, that guy's called James. <laughs> Loads of people called James. That's not original. He used the word the. I mean, that's been used before, hasn't it? So, what a fucking hack. <laughs> well, that's there. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's given us a lot to think about. Uh, Werner, what did you think of this book? I thought it was good, you know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful portrait of America. Zimmerland. Beautiful? Beautiful. You saw a lot. So you, you enjoyed this portrayal of your, your country, your birth. I thought it was excellent. Wow. Um, what did you think was the most beautiful part of this book? I think the barbecue restaurant. Barbecues. Barbecue, I thought all of Bits for good. It yeah, was just yeah. all good. It was all, you know, it was like, ah, ah. I noticed this from my home in Alabama, Texas. Yeah, about that. Like, about your home <laughs> of, like, Alabama, Texas. How long have you lived there for? Uh, it was 27 years. Really? Right. And you haven't picked up any of the, the local twang? No, and I moved from Mississippi, Tennessee. So, you, Wait, Mississippi, okay. Tennessee? Yeah. I don't know if that's the, uh, the place. Wait, wait, wait. It's well, like, you, you haven't picked up Alabama, Tennessee, and Texas either. Yeah. Both do- <laughs> why have you let this fly the whole fucking time? You're giving me a hard ride. I mean, this, this fucking spy. Clearly a fucking spy. <laughs> what is this? by American as apple cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. convinced. Yeah, I'm convinced. Uh, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, Vernon, good to know that you love this book and you love your country uh, as I well. Do. Yeah, I, I do. our country. Ours? It's America. It's in all of us. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Uh, Ursula, what did you think of this book? Well, I thought it was okay. Will I read it again? No. No, yeah. life's too short, I guess. Yeah. But like, what, I mean, like, do you agree with them? This is an accurate portrayal of your like, uh, your your nation. I mean, there's guns and barbecue, so. What else do you need? Yeah. Mm. Like. And mm. pedophiles. Yeah, apparently so. In apparently gas so. Chambers. <laughs> oh yeah, let's, let's not go to the gas chamber again. I think we've like. We shouldn't bring that up again. Yeah, let that dry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get some distance from that. I, 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 I kind of like. I'm kind of veering towards a good book here, in my personal like judgment on it. There's bits of this book which I really much enjoyed. I liked uh, the parody of uh, of America. Uh, I loved seeing America being taken down a notch. You know, like yeah, take that America. Oh, DBCPA. He doesn't care who he offends. But at the same time, I, I'm not sure some of the jokes landed, right? I, for example, I didn't think that, like, um, the fact that the guy's middle name is God. Like, what's that a joke of? Who is he lampooning? Jesus. Yeah. Well, he is, yeah, exactly. He's got a buddy called Jesus, but he doesn't, that's not his son. That's no his one buddy. calls the Holy Spirit. Nobody's called the Holy, Holy Spirit? Nobody called Mary? Well, he turns into a ghost at the end. He does turn yeah. to a ghost, but that doesn't make sense. Right, it doesn't make sense, though, does it? He's God. He's, he, and it's his middle name. What, like, if you don't understand the Trinity, mm. the Trinity is there's Jesus, and then God and the Holy Spirit, and they're the same. That's true. But not so Jesus, you It's quite possible that he did shoot everyone. Mm. Mm. This is a good interpretation late into the day. Very, very late <laughs> in the day, but I like it. So he, you're saying that he did shoot everyone. And then he sacrificed his friend. Yeah. And was like, he did it. And, and then, mm. like, and then, and then Bazinga, Bazinga, motorbike, heaven, <laughs> up to heaven. And he was, clack, 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 with the gun. Yeah. Mm. Just like, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. I like this. Um, in that case, I'm changing it to a big thumbs up. This is a great <laughs> book. Um, I, I, I think that's, uh, it's radically reinterpreted and readjusted my vision of what this book is about. Um, I thought it was about a kid who was framed for a murder he did not commit. And now I realize it's about a kid who totally murdered all those people and got away with it on a motorbike to heaven. Mm. And that's all you can ask for. So I guess it's a mixed recommend. One person does not like it. Um, one person loves it. Mm. Uh, another person likes yeah. it. But <laughs> we'll read it again. I mean, I've got a busy life, right? That's true. It's true. What do you actually do? Uh, I like to ride buses. Oh, <laughs> busy. I thought you were a police officer. <laughs> well, I was wearing a police officer outfit. And I was at the pub and someone was like, someone's stolen my purse. And then uh, I guess I just became a police officer. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> I've been on a really long bender. It's not going well. You've just accidentally fallen into a law enforcement job. I mean, I'm still waiting for a paycheck, but uh, yeah. Wow, okay, that's commitment. Um, you should probably think about either getting paid for the services you're doing. I mean, crime has no price. That's... Yeah, I guess that scans as a sentence. <laughs> Technically, crime does not have a price because crime, you don't pay for crime, do you? You can. You can, if you pay for the mob. Yeah. Okay, all so right. So break your fingers. Yeah, if you have a price I in your head, if you have a price in your head, isn't that the price? 
Yeah, it's another. I genuinely. Why are you looking at me in fucking bedazzlement? At a fucking, I'm making. A, I'm using a popular aphorism. I was. I was, I was looking at you. In, his head. I was looking at you in awe at your wisdom. Um, <laughs> that was a look of awe. I was like, who is this godlike being who is dropping truth bombs all over my face? And it's Haran X. It's Haran X. Truth it is. Yeah, this this godlike wise man who's really strangely violently defensive about the wisdom that he drops. It's like, imagine if Jesus was giving like the seven of the Mount, it's like, but instead of the peacemakers, why are you looking at me like that? Like, fuck off, mate. Fuck off, mate. What about you? What about you? All right, then. Uh, oh, oh, as we know, though, like... So no, he's never actually said that, but he said this is the war makers. <laughs> Say that, yeah. Thank you for correcting my Bible knowledge, yeah. You also said Bazinga. Um, okay, like, we have, um, reached the end of our discussion, and as we know, not all books are perfect, we can always improve them. Um, I'm gonna go around the table and ask you for your thoughts on how we could have improved this book in a section that we call Notes. No, 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 notes. And this theme is gonna play for a little bit, so maybe have a little think about what you're gonna say. Okay, so I'm going to start from that. You all right, Laverna? I'm fine. One of your your guns just went off there. You're stalling for time, aren't you? From from, on notes. (laughs) Please, away, I'm going into little. Come on, nobody's stalling for time. This is everybody's favourite part of the show. (laughs) Clearly. Um, I'm going to start from the far side of the table. Ursula, how would you have improved Vernon God Little? Right, I would have thrown this out completely. Replaced it with the plot of The Lion King, but with guns. Whoa, okay, so walk me through this. So, like, um, it's the Lion King. But from the perspective of Rafiki. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the wise old baboon character. Yes. And so he's not carrying a stick, he's carrying a gun. He's yeah. carrying an AK. Shoots the baby. <laughs> that radically changes the plot of the Lion King immediately. Because <laughs> he just killed the, the protagonist in the first opening moments. <laughs> so, what's the rest of the film after that? Does Rafiki get go to jail? <laughs> well, first of all, he runs away to Mexico. Uh, also goes for a barbecue. Gets touched up by a psychologist. So what gets is put in prison. There's a whole reality TV show. His mom's being taken advantage of this guy named by this guy named Lally, who also wants to set up the reality TV show. And at the end, he gets cast. So it's exactly the same, but with a baboon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And also, like a really weird, like prologue where he's in Africa shoots a baby. So this is him, but there's no school shooting. Just he shoots a baby. Yeah, he shoots uh, the future king of Africa. <laughs> I love it as well when he like goes to the state, goes to Mexico, and ends up saying, "Well, I'll be safe here," and immediately gets framed for school shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and also, everybody's thinking, like, "Bam, that's one cunning baboon." <laughs> you planned this all from the start, didn't you? Is everybody else in the story a person? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm assuming oh, that Rafiki, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> Rafiki's the only talking animal in the story. Everybody else is still the same. It's just like, uh, the, the, the Lion King characters are there, they just don't have any lines. 
They're still in Africa. Oh, okay, okay. They don't exist anymore. So when you flee to Mexico, you just like got it. You really messed up. You were still in Africa the whole time. So it's just. It's <laughs> to Mexico and you just took him to the end of the street. It's like, thank you. Shakes back in the sea lines. <laughs> so up to yeah, sometimes the car's right. He's like, hey, how's it going? Are you still mad at me? <laughs> Done. Yeah, that okay, would, okay. That is um. Call me when you're not angry. <laughs> that is a uh, yeah. That is a pretty good uh, note there. I, I I would have loved to have read that book definitely. Um, you just would you still call it Running God Little or would you call it Rafiki call the it... Baboon from the Lion King? Is that the new title of the book? I'd call it Rafiki. <laughs> Baboon. Yeah, I'd call it Rafiki Baboon Lion King. I mean, like, how many Rafikis do you know, right? It's It's gotta be a baboon, so it's It's a bit redundant. Like, naming your book after. Yes, if you could just call it. Maybe Rafiki God Lion King. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Mexico. (laughs) Barbecue. Bazinga. Plot points. Bazinga. Big bang. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that note. Uh, so that Hi, was, um, well. Good stuff. Good stuff. I I think that's given everybody else enough time to think about their notes as well. Uh, Werner, how would you have improved this book? Well, my notes now seem inferior. I was just going to <laughs> make sure everybody was armed at the beginning. The whole mess yeah. could have been avoided mm-hmm. if they'd all been armed and there'd been guns in the vaults mm-hmm. and uh, they'd been nuked from the beginning. Teeth guns. Yeah. And nuclear, nuclear weapons. That's a bit of an escalation. Weapons. Nuclear weapons. Wow. Because I've heard that Russia's nuclear weapons could strike the US now. The US should be very afraid. Couldn't they always have struck the US? I, I think they were better. Point. Okay, all right. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, I, I would argue that like, if you introduce nuclear weapons into the uh, whole struggle, it largely renders your guns pointless, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's a great plot point. <laughs> it's a good plot point, yeah. How does this change the book, I guess? Well, they've all worried about nuclear fallout. Uh-huh. Because Russia could blow out... They need to be very careful. It needs to be a cautionary tale about what could happen if Russia is trifled with. Okay. All right. So it's basically a book about how America should be scared of Russia. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I you're... You support America. I support America in that struggle of over course, Russia. Of course. 100%, even if it would be futile. Of course, of course. Right, um, but they should be scared. Mm. It's not a threat. It's just a friendly just a, reminder, you know, reminder of like, that you could all die mm. at any point. Yeah, I think so. What's, how does this affect the story? Yeah, very similar. Because occasionally Vernon Godlittle goes, oh, that Russia, we should not impose trade yeah, sanctions. Yeah. So there will be a scene where uh, Vern got little, like, turns to the camera, even though it's a book, and says, like, um, oh, we should all be afraid of Russia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he, he sort of breaks the, f- the fourth wall. There's a whole middle yeah. section about the dismantlement of NATO. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a really long conversation between Vern got little and Mr. Knuckles. Hmm. Um, and also, Mr. Knuckles, I mean, like, that was great. I, I, I love that character. And Mr. Knuckles should be uh, an echidna. Yes, exactly. And he should be pregnant. Pregnant with kid. Sonic's baby. Yeah, kidneys lay eggs. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a world of fantasy fiction. You can do anything. We're only limited by imaginations. The Zynga. Uh, okay, alright, so this is um, a parable then. You've turned the story yeah. of Vanguard Little into a parable about how Russia's scary. And they should not have trade sanctions. And no, we Dismantlement of NATO. Yeah. Uh, the Ukraine should be Russian. Part of, yep. <laughs> and they should start calling it the Crimea again. Yeah, that's called Crimea. Yeah, Crimea River. 
I'm alright. I'm alright. Mm. And Chelsea should win the Premier League. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It's so very I, important. Okay. Okay. This seems like a. Um, it doesn't seem like a very interesting book. If you um, I think it seems like a, I've got all the firepower to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Lower your weapons. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. But thank you for those notes, Werner. Um, Aaron, you've had so much time to think about your notes now. These should uh, be amazing. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but uh, <laughs> I think congruent with these people, I would also change the plot line quite a lot. Mm. I would have it about the author of The 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea writing about the former editor of Radio 4's Today programme. And I would have called it Vern on Rod Liddle. <laughs> okay, what would you want the stories about? <laughs> Wrong, I just fucking told you. Yep. What does he do? <laughs> like, huh? What does he do? Wait, it's just he like, why, why does he meet Jules Verne? Why? What's like, like what's the story about? What's uh, that's a thin premise. Is this Rod Little being talked about and discussed by Jules Verne? He's written that down in his notebook. <laughs> he's come prepared with that. <laughs> Nobody likes a snitch. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes a snitch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're not a spy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a hot-blooded American male. Yes. Okay. Very well. Very. Very. Very, very good. Um, like, that's what? a thin premise. I mean, that's barely that's barely a note, isn't it? You've like you said, I'm going to change the plot completely, and you just give a really thin sort of. It'd premise. be about the baboon <laughs> called Rod Little. Uh, um, yeah, he gradually becomes um, editor of the Today program. Yeah, and why does Jules Verne? Fun? How does he involve become involved? Well, he meets the baboon on, under the sea. 20,000 leagues under the sea. This just sounds like a really terrible dream. It's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any well, sense. Baboons, whatsoever. baboons can't swim, can they? So have to take a submarine. Have you ever seen one not swim? Uh, yes, I have seen a baboon not swim. <laughs> well, so, then prove that they can't. Can I? Also, what? also, that's the solution to a baboon. Baboons can't swim, so it took a submarine. <laughs> That's how it's like, overcame yeah, why, the problem not swimming. Why would you need to be under the sea? That's the question. I can't Verne. swim, therefore I must take a submarine. But <laughs> why do you need to be under the sea? To, to meet Jules Verne. Oh, right. <laughs> but why is he under the sea? Also, I don't know if you've heard about global warming, but we're all going to be under the sea uh, pretty soon, right? So you need... You, I don't believe, believe in global warming. You don't believe in global warming? No. Russia no. should be allowed to produce, and America. And yeah, of course, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> Equal opportunities, are Well, whoever denied it, supplied it. <laughs> Sorry, this is another huh? gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. ozone gases. Okay, all yeah. right. That was a really strange book you've described. Rod Little as a baboon. Quite like that, though. Quite like that. I don't know why he had to be a baboon. <laughs> I think he's just trying to rip off my brilliant... I, I think so, sorry, too. Sorry, I think sorry, so, sorry. so, standing yeah. on the shoulders of giants. And if it's going to be like a baboon, why would you call that baboon Rod Little? <laughs> why would he have to be a baboon? And why would he have to be Rod Little? Doesn't make any sense, really. Doesn't make any sense. That's it with the title, but... Hey, 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 don't, don't release my trade secret. To the fucking... <laughs> but this is the thing. There's, there's, you didn't even mention baboons once in the title. You, you, you sort of painted yourself into a corner there. Maybe like. there's a colon. And then yes, baboon. Maybe it is. Um, thank you very much for your notes, everybody. I wanted to do a little bit of fun now because, as some people might know, uh, it was Chinese New Year recently. And I've given everybody a uh, fortune cookie. 
And what we're going to do now, we're going to open these fortune cookies and we're going to read our fortunes and analyze them. We'll go around the table, starting with, uh, with Ursula. Okay. So It broke. Yes. Okay. It's Someone else go first. Okay. Verna, do you want to read your, your, your fortune? Finally. Love, I can read. It's family relationships would improve with time in bed. Hey! Advocating for incest. Yes. Did that actually say in bed? Yes, that's what it says. Yeah, because that's a classic um, fortune cookie game, in bed. So that wouldn't work if you said in bed, in, in bed. In bed, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Of course, and from being from Alabama, Texas, I wouldn't know about any of that. Stuff. No, of course not, of course not. Um, Aaron, what was your fortune? Um, the life values easily mislead for oneself. Oh, wow, okay. In bed. <laughs> Am I right? What does that even mean? No idea. What do you think it means? I think it's been written by somebody whose second language is not English. Well, this is their first language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does that make any sense? <laughs> what? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's like your first language. <laughs> Isn't that how we talk? Usain Bolt is the is not the second fastest man in the world. Isn't that? Isn't that what you call it? <laughs> That's how I say stuff, but it doesn't make you say stuff. So you only say stuff when it's negative and when it isn't. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Ursula, what's your fortune say? Well, you see, mine's quite personal because my um, my sister actually works in a fortune cookie factory. Mm-hmm. And it says, go take photos of your family members to reinforce the good times we had together. Oh, okay. In bed. In, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Um, okay, mine says, Ching Chong, fuck off back where you came from, in bed. Oh, come on. <laughs> Does it actually say that? Or is that some no, sort of joke? Because well, <laughs> it was pretty insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. It was very insensitive. It's racist. It's very insensitive. But, you know, like, you know, you know us Chinese. You could say it's a cracker joke. Hey. Yes, uh, yes, I will say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, um, what a, what a down to end that on. Like some, a racist fortune cookie. Um, I, I, I. I Chan cookie. <laughs> that's, on, that's that a very sense. good joke. Sense. Come on. You're so defensive. We like that joke. You immediately go. So defensive. So defensive. Everyone laughs. Yeah. You go. Fuck off, mate. Fuck off, mate. Off. What about you? It took me an hour, but I finally said something funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the, the listeners. Um. Uh, thank you for indulging in uh, that fortune cookie bit. Gung Hei Fat Choi to everybody out there in uh, who's listening. And um, just one final thing, I guess. Anything? Anybody want to plug anything whilst you're here? I'd just like to plug the NRA and guns. Don't really think they need your help to plug them. They do. Guns are going to be banned. We won't have to use finger guns. I don't know if I'm comfortable with you promoting guns online. Well, you shouldn't have asked me on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't ask. You kind of barged in here. <laughs> Well, you shouldn't have. You, when the, when the heavily armed man turns up at your doorstep and says, I want to talk about this book, you kind of have to like say, yeah, okay, okay whatever you say. The beauty of guns. Maybe, maybe you want to plug, plugging guns. Cause then that'd be like the opposite. Well, you could do that. Huh? You can, no, I'm going to do your work. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Don't then. Anybody else? Anybody else want to plug anything? 
If not, then I guess I I will plug the uh, upcoming Faking It live show, which is happening on the twenty uh, ninth of March. I forgot the date now. Um, I believe it's the Thursday, twenty ninth of March. Um, it's our Easter special. We'll be doing uh, Dan Brown's the the Da Vinci Code. Um, and hopefully it will be as illuminating and as fun as this discussion was today. We might have some special guests, um, and we'll be sticking around for drinks afterwards. I will include the link to where you can get tickets uh, at in the show notes. Tickets are four pounds. I know it's so cheap, it's so affordable. Come and see us. Um, but if um, yeah, if there's nothing else to say, uh, I'd like to thank all my guests for being on the show today. This was fun. I I very much enjoyed it, and hopefully we'll see you all again soon. Until next time, keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. My name's Vincenzi. Bye bye. I love you. Yeah, yeah.